Yo, what's up, everybody? For this episode, we are going back to the beginning. We're going back to the start when I was first recording because I'm, I'm traveling right now, and so I don't have any of my equipment, don't have my laptop, don't have my microphone, don't have any of that. And so this is one shot, no segments, bare bones podcast like it was in the beginning. Just going straight off my phone, straight off the, uh, the Anchor app. Shout out to Anchor. Thank you guys for making it so incredibly easy to distribute this podcast. I highly doubt any of you are going to listen to that. Anybody from Anchor is going to listen to this, but I appreciate it a lot. Because uh, it makes it so much easier. Because now I'm, now I'm literally, I'm sitting in an alley in northern Thailand. A, like a dirt alley. I'm sitting on the ground recording a podcast. So there's really no excuse. If you want to do something there's really no excuse that i have because i'm recording this podcast literally in the dirt uh and so right now i'm in pi i just got off of a bus and i'm in pi i was just in chiang mai for three days happy merry christmas everybody this is the day after christmas so uh merry christmas malone um you get it like post malone merry christmas malone post like post is after merry christmas malone everybody uh, <laughs> jokes are never funny if you have to explain them. And uh, so I was just in Chiang Mai, which is also in northern Thailand, but now I'm farther up north. And Chiang Mai was sick. It was super dope. It was a really, really cool place. The layout of the city is really cool. It's a really old city. And so there's literally, <laughs> it's not literally, but there's a moat around the entire city. Uh, and you can only not the whole city, but like the central area where everything's at. And you can do those bridges all throughout the, um, all around the moat. Uh, and those are the only ways you can get in or out of that center city. Um, and I had a blast there. It's a super chill, relaxed area. And, um, ooh, I'll tell you guys how I spent Christmas. And so on on Christmas, oh yeah, I did a couple things. All right, so hear this story. So it was Christmas Eve, and I uh, I went to this place called the Grand Canyon. So I went to the Thai Grand Canyon, and it's this humongous rock quarry where they just kind of turned into a, like a, a, a place to be able to like make money off of people. And it, but it was super cheap, and. Uh, so you go into this rock quarry, and it's humongous. It's not just like one little hole. It's huge. Kind of did look like the Grand Canyon. And you could jump off the cliffs, and you could climb a cargo net. There was a zip line. Uh, you could just chill out in the sand. It was really cool. Um, so I did that during the day. And then afterwards, well, one time when I jumped, it was like I jumped off of like a 30-foot rock into the water and so I did something to my I don't know what happened but when I went into the water uh, when I jumped into the water water shot up my nose and then it felt I know that's not this is not the effect that it had on it but it looked like it felt like the water shot up my nose and then got stuck like in my skull and it was so much pressure in and around my head and my ears were uh, just plugged up and it was super painful and it just took me it ruined my mood 
for like four hours. Uh, it's, I don't know what happened. I think it was just maybe I was going too fast and I went too deep into the water. I don't know what happened, but it felt like my ear it felt like my eardrums exploded. Um, so I had to just kind of like chill out for a few hours, just lie down, and uh, but then they finally got back to normal, and uh, and so I'm staying in a hostel. And in my room, there were two American girls from Minnesota and this uh, Israeli gentleman from <laughs> Israel. And uh, we spent Christmas Eve together and we were just playing cards. And it was a ton of fun. It was a very classic hostel experience where you just hanging out with total strangers and you end up having a great time. And so we were just, we started off playing cards. We played a few different games and we're just talking story the whole time. And towards the end of it, we just started, we started, we started talking about deep stuff. Um, and it was really cool. And then at the end, we were, we finished talking at around like two in the morning or like one in the morning. And then we were, we, we realized, oh my gosh, it's Christmas. Um, and the Israeli gentleman, uh, his name was, his name is Aiden. And uh, the two American girls, one of them named was Chloe, and the other, them, other one was named Eva. Awesome people, super cool people. And they're actually here in Pi, so I get to hang out with all of them again, hopefully. And uh, we, we realized it was Christmas, and then I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for myself. And I got, I got hit with waves of emotions. And then, because uh, none of us, it hasn't really felt like Christmas at all because you know I'm in Thailand I'm away from my family it's hot there's no this is a Buddhist country so it's not really celebrated nobody really knows about Christmas um, and there's no real decorations anywhere and so you don't really get into that Christmas spirit and then so what we did was I pulled up a picture of a Christmas tree on my phone and then played the song I'll be home for Christmas by Frank Sinatra or I don't know if he wrote the song, but that's the one that I played and just got hit in my feelings. And um, it was a sweet moment. And it was a, it was a, hopefully it was a, I'm pretty sure it was a collective moment between me and one of the American girls. One of the other ones, the other American girl went to the bathroom and the Israeli person who's Jewish, so doesn't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> um, but we just kind of sat, listened to the song, and I know what I was thinking about, thinking about my family, and uh, just thinking about how, how grateful I am to have such an amazing family that I do, and how it really, how it took me going to the other side of the planet to really realize and appreciate uh, how awesome it is that I have it back home. Um, and that I never really understood the I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams song, because I've always been home for Christmas. This is the first time I've been away from my family for the holidays. And uh, so then that song hit me hard. And, uh, but it was, really, it was a sweet moment for me. I think it was a sweet moment for everybody else. So I really enjoyed that. And then um, the next day, I woke up and went to a elephant sanctuary. And that was super dope as well. It was a really cool place. And the thing that I liked the most about it is that they weren't, we were never rushed throughout the whole day. It was just, we basically, it literally was just go relax and hang out with elephants. Like that was the tour. And 
So we went, we fed the elephants some sugar cane. We went all walk with them through the mountains. And then we got, went back, had some lunch, and we were in this beautiful area with mountains where we were eating lunch. There was mountains all around us. We were just in this beautiful green valley with a rice paddy nearby, um, and the air was so crisp, and we were just up in the mountains, and it was beautiful. And it was a really cool place to have Christmas. It was still morning while we were eating, so it kind of felt like Christmas breakfast. And uh, it was a cool way to spend Christmas. And the thing that I noticed about the about the elephants the thing that was most striking about the elephants was that when they were when you looked at the elephants in the eyes and when they looked back at you it was like they were seeing you and now this totally could just be me uh, creating that experience in my mind it could have just been an emotional thing it could have just been something that I wanted to experience and so I did it totally could be that but it felt like when I was looking, but elephants are extremely intelligent animals. And so it felt like when I was looking at them, that they were actually seeing me and they were cognitive about it, that they were seeing me. And not just like when you look at a dog or a cat, their eyes are kind of glossed over. It would be like when the elephant was looking at you, they were thinking about you. Just how a human looks at somebody and has thoughts and assesses the situation. That's how it felt with the, with the elephants. And so we got to feed the elephants and we got lunch and then we went and uh, uh, swam with them and we did a, like we rubbed mud all over the elephants. <clears throat> and then we took them into a river and we swam with them and threw water on them. We all threw water on each other. I didn't know anybody there. Ah, oh, you know what? I met this guy who, who's a super cool guy and he... He runs Paramount TV Network. And now I'm not sure exactly what his job description is, but I asked him, hey, what do you do in TV? And he said, I run a TV network. And I said, which? And he says, Paramount. And I was like, I don't really know what that means, but I've heard that name before, so it must be a pretty big deal. Um, and he lives in L.A. And uh, uh, you could tell they, his fa he and his family had were well off, but... Uh, the guy, he and his wife were just super cool people. And so he was the CEO type guy, um, lots of money, uh, but he was just a super cool dude, like down to earth, not uh, arrogant, not pompous, was never, would never throw his money around just like a normal guy. Normal, he was the CEO type, type guy, but he was just like any other dad. Like he had stupid corny jokes with his daughters. And uh, you could tell that his daughters really enjoyed being around him, and they had a really nice family. They all had fun together, and so it was it was cool to see a guy who has such a, a high-paying position or such a job uh, that might get to have a job that he has a job that some people it might get to their heads, and they think they're they're better than other people, and it changes the way they are. But this guy, it seemed. Spent the whole day with him, and of course, one day is not enough to really know somebody, but it was cool to see a guy who had a job like that still be just a genuine person. And so I, I liked that. I enjoyed that. Um, so hanging out with the elephants, super basic thing to do while in Thailand. Everybody does it. I felt like a, that was one of the days where I really felt like a tourist, for sure. Uh, but I would do it again. 
a hundred percent. It was super cool. They were the, the the elephants were so incredibly gentle, so incredibly gentle to the point where if they were gonna step on somebody's toes, it would it looked like they would get out of the way to make sure to not step on anybody's toes. That's how gentle they were, and they were really well kept. They were uh, taken care of well. They weren't abused. They weren't. Uh, treated harshly like literally their whole days consist of getting mud bath massages and eating and that's it and also the elephants were very happy they seemed like they had good relationships with the people who were running the the sanctuary and so it was uh it was a pretty cool pretty cool way to spend christmas and um And then the next day, and that's when I, and then now I'm in Pi, and now I'm here. And so after Christmas, I had a good, oh, and then at nighttime, this was dope. This was super dope. And I know uh, in the last solo podcast I did, and this podcast is going to be super short, uh, just because I got to I gotta get to my hostel. Uh, it's, it's the evening. I got to get to my, my hostel. I got to check in. got to do stuff. And so, but because I love you guys so much that I'm still, I'm still doing this podcast. Uh, even though I'm traveling, even though I'm sitting in the dirt, I'm sitting in the dirt for you guys because I love doing this and I want to be consistent for you guys. I don't want you guys, I don't want to miss any, uh, any weeks, you know what I'm saying? Because you guys are the best. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Um, but this is, this is a podcast like it was in the beginning. So this is a return to the, the beginning of this podcast. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. It's going to be super short. It's going to be over and probably like five minutes, but, uh, I go to this, um, I ask, I ask somebody in the hostel, some guy who was working at the hostel I was staying at on Christmas day after I got back from the elephant sanctuary, where's a good place to eat? And he was like, I got it. And he said something, but in Thai, I didn't understand what he was saying. He was like, I'll call you a taxi. So he calls me a taxi. I get over there and, um, he says, it's look for the woman in the cowboy hat. She's called, she calls herself cowboy girl. And so I go to the woman with the cowboy hat and get, she's only serving one dish. Uh, and that's what like, and she's like in like a food stand and that's it. Surrounded by a few other food stands. And she has, she serves one thing. So I get that one thing and then go sit down. And it was one of the most phenomenal things that I've ever eaten in my entire life. And it was just pork and rice. But I don't know what she did to it to make it so gosh darn delicious it it was so good that immediately after I finished my plate, I stood up and got another one. And I don't do that. Like, I don't eat a lot. It doesn't take a lot to fill me up. And so I ate an entire plate, and then immediately after, I go and get another plate. And I go sit down. And on my way, sitting back down, I, I uh, look over at this, this couple sitting next to me, and I say how incredible the food is and they say like oh yeah do you know who she is and I was like no I have no idea and so this lady the cowboy girl chef she's this world-renowned cook and she was featured she's been featured on Anthony Bourdain's cooking shows and she's known all around the world for this pork that she cooks and I had no idea and so, like, I loved that food so much that I wanted to stand up and stop people as they were walking by and say, go no further, 
this is where you need to eat. The food was so good that I felt bad for the people walking by who were not eating her food. That's how good it was, that I just wanted to stand up and advertise for this woman for free because I felt bad for everybody that was not eating her food. It was so good. One of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. If I go back to, I'll be back in Chiang Mai for like half a day, I'm going to try to get it again. And that's how good it was. But then uh, I start talking to this couple. It was a French woman and a Filipino man. And they were absolutely some of the coolest people that I've ever met. And just from like immediately from the start, the thing that I loved most, one of the things that I loved most about the, like the conversation that we had was um, when we started talking to, to each other, and of course it was a boy and a girl, the Filipino man and the, the French woman, as soon as we all started talking, there was absolutely no rivalry or tension between me and the Filipino man. And you don't get that a lot because a lot of times when there's a, or at least younger couples uh, will get like this when if a younger couple is having a conversation just with a man or even with a woman that the other, uh, the member of the couple of the opposite sex of the person they're talking to might get a little jealous or might get a little insecure or might get a little defensive as to why that person is talking to them and wants to make sure that uh, he defends or she defends what's hers or his and there was and it, that sucks and because then the conversation blows and it's it's defensive and guarded and it takes a little bit to get that guard down but just from the start um there was absolutely no rival me rivalry between me and this gentleman and it just made the conversation so beautiful and it was really cool and i really wish it was like that more often and uh, it was it was clear that uh both of the french woman and the filipino man <coughs> We're both incredibly secure. Here comes a moped that I gotta watch out for. It's very difficult to uh, find a quiet place in Thailand. Um, but it was so easy to tell that the French woman and the Filipino man were just incredibly secure in themselves, as in on their own as individuals, and incredibly secure in their relationship. It was really cool getting to talk to the people, those people. And um, like that's, and so originally I only planned on staying there in that, that spot for like 30 minutes and then we ended up talking for nearly two hours and it totally just flew by and they were just super interesting really cool people and they did such a good job of keeping the conversation alive and asking me questions and uh answering and just allowing a back and forth of me asking them things about their life and they ask me things about my life and then we get to know each other and it's awesome and that's the thing one of the things that gets me angry about people and especially people around my age is that and it was not these people but a lot of people my age have no idea how to ask a question and it bothers me so much because so many times when I'm in conversations with people I just have to continue asking questions about the other person and the conversation goes well um and i'll have really good conversations with people but it's totally uh just i usually have to lead the conversation and and bring stuff out of people um instead of people asking questions about the other person that they're in a conversation with and i think it goes i think it boils down to a, a little bit of selfishness uh because people just love and I noticed people really just love talking about themselves. And so if I want to 
keep a conversation going. I'll just ask questions about the person who I'm talking with. And then the conversation goes because people love talking about themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I wish people would talk less about themselves and just want to discover things about the other person. Uh, and these people, these two people, were exactly that. Like they would, they loved talking about themselves, and they it was just a normal conversation. It was what a conversation should be. Just about every single time you have one, uh, and it was well balanced, and it was uh, honest, and it was genuine, and it was open, and it was free, and it was, it was give, and there was take in the conversation. And it really doesn't even matter what we were talking about. It just matters that we were connecting on a really cool level, and so conversations like that and having moments like that where I was just in this the middle of a, a city street in northern Thailand eating some of the best food I've ever had in my life and getting to have really good conversation with two strangers who then and who have and in that moment I, be, I became a better person because I got to learn about other people I got to uh, I got to grow as a person because I learned something about them and something about how they live their lives and how they think of different things and I got to I got to take that from them and uh, keep it with me, and I got to give them some of myself. And so we both both parties got better in that situation and in that conversation. And I really wish uh, more of my conversations were like that. And I w- but it, it happens a lot uh, while traveling, but it doesn't happen a lot in bars or going out at night back home in the United States. Doesn't happen a lot there. I notice that people like less than 25 have almost zero idea and not everybody because I, I know if you're listening to this it might not be you but generally anybody who's under 25 years old has no idea how to ask a question or even just to have a conversation it blows my mind absolutely blows my mind and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call out one of my friends here I'm not gonna call him out by name because it's not a good thing and I'm, I'm coming down on him a little bit uh, but he was saying how, uh, he was calling some other person, uh, boring. He was claiming that somebody was boring. And then I asked him more questions about why he thinks that person was boring. And he says, well, you know, I started the, co- the conversation about saying thank you for favoriting my tweet. And then she was just seemed super boring. And I said, my, what I exactly said was, do you think maybe she seemed boring because you asked a human being or you, you started a conversation with a human being about Twitter? And then it just, we were just on different pages. Like we did not... We did not reach mutual understanding in that moment. And, uh, and I think you can't call somebody boring if you start the conversation off with talking about Twitter. Um, because that's not, that's not something that anybody could really talk about or have anything engaging. Like if somebody asked me that question, it would be nearly impossible with me for me to respond with anything less than boring. So I wish people, more people my age knew how to ask questions. And so, uh, my friend who, <laughs> who asked that question, uh, or started a conversation like that, do better because that's not a way to talk to a person. Uh, and I love you so much though. I love you. All right. So 
don't don't get mad at me for that. But I love you. So, but don't have conversations with people in real life about Twitter. And uh, so I yeah, people less than twenty five have absolutely no idea how to ask questions. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Um, and now I'm in pie. I'm in pie, my friends. I'm gonna have a great day. This podcast is gonna be over soon. But I gotta do two things. I gotta answer two questions. Oh, and I gotta do. Uh, I gotta do. I gotta do the song of the week. I got a few things I gotta do, so we're gonna go through this quick. And so, if you guys are listening to this podcast, and if you don't follow my Instagram, please do so because I post about the podcast all the time. It's called All Walks Podcast on Instagram. All Walks Podcast on Instagram. It's that it's at All Walks Podcast on Instagram. Okay, follow that. You can see. Uh, updates about the podcast, when I'm posting episodes, what I'm going to be posting about, what the episode is about, blah, 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 all that stuff. And you can also see things like me asking people to send me questions to answer on the podcast. And so I did that last week. And guess what? I put out a, a message on Instagram telling people to send me questions and I'll talk about them on the podcast. And guess what? Only two people Two of you, I'm reprimanding you guys. I'm reprimanding you listeners. If you if you if you didn't see the post, if you didn't see the post, it's cool. I'm not talking to you. But I've got to admonish everybody else who saw that Instagram post and did not send me a question. Like, come on, you could have done anything. You, the floor was yours. You could have asked me absolutely anything, and it could have been hysterical. But only two people did it. And guess what? One of them was my mom. And is that bad? No. But uh. It's saying something when two people send you questions and one of them is your mother. Uh, I love my mom. I love you, mom. She's one of my, she's a, she's, she's a true beloved. She listens avidly. And uh, so shout out to her. Here comes another moped. <laughs> and, uh, and the other person who sent me a question was Joe Saggio, who's a true beloved, that guy. Check him out, Beats by Sag. On Instagram, Beats, like B-E-A-T-S, by Sag, S-A-G-G, Beats by Sag. Check out his Instagram, Joe Saggio, awesome dude. Um, Joe Saggio asked me the question, which food do I miss the most that I can't get in Thailand? And it's undoubted, undoubtedly, mm-hmm, I think I said it right, Chipotle. I miss Chipotle so much. And I love Chipotle, but I didn't realize I would miss it every single day. And I do. Like, that's the thing that I crave so much is Chipotle. So I think Like, that was the first food that I started to miss was Chipotle. And I was not expecting, I expected it to be like burgers or, I do miss burgers or pot. I do miss Italian food a lot. There's, I, there's no Italian food in this country. There's also no bread. There's no bread or there's no cheese. People don't eat bread and people don't eat cheese here, ever. Or cereal. And there's no Chipotle. But So I miss Chipotle the utmost. I think about it daily. Um, and then the question from my mother was that she asked me, if I could never return to the United States, what's the first thought that would pop into my head? And 
it would be oh sh but then I wouldn't finish it in my head because I don't curse but I would say it in my head so my first because it's in my head and it doesn't matter I just don't curse out loud so the first thought that I would have if I was not coming back to the United States would be oh shit but then I wouldn't say it out loud um, but I would say it in my head and that's what my exact thought would be because uh, I do want to return to the United States and if I could never ever go back to the United States I'd be pretty sad and that would be kind of sucky but I'd deal with it uh, and I'd probably move to Canada or Mexico or something or Puerto Rico and just be super close to the United States yeah I'd probably move to Canada like right right, right near the border Toronto would become become a cool city I'd become a Raptors fan uh, and a Drake fan wouldn't be that bad uh so yeah, those were the two questions. And if if I had more time to devote to this podcast, I'd go probably a little bit more deeply into them. But uh, I gotta go, my beloveds. I love you guys so much. This is a quick episode, just life update, like back to the beginning. No agenda. I'm just telling you stories about my life, and this is what happened. This is my life. But I gotta tell you my favorite song of the week. Um, let me think. My favorite song of the week has. This is a big deal. Oh yeah. My favorite, my favorite song of the week is a, <laughs> I don't know if I can say it. I don't know if I want this to be on the playlist. I really don't know if I want it to be, but I gotta be, I gotta be true. I gotta be true to you guys. Um, my favorite, and this is a song that uh, I used, used to be my favorite song, uh, this song. It's called No Games by Serenai. When did that come out? It came out in 2009. 2009 it came out. And a portion of that song, you know, for a period of my life, was the password for all of my, like, accounts. I would use that song as the password for all of my accounts. That's how much I loved that song. No Games by Serenai. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I know zero songs by him other than that song. But that song brings me back to middle school in a heartbeat. I love that song. It's a good song. Go check it out. <clears throat> so that's the song of the week, my beloveds. No Games by Sarah and I. Uh, girl, I love you. Uh, eh, uh. <laughs> That's what the song sounds like. Go check it out. My beloveds, I love you guys so much. We're going to cap it right here. Quick episode. I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with a guest on the podcast. Post next Wednesday, as always, Wednesday morning, Eastern Standard Time. I love you guys so much, my beloveds. I'm about to have a blast in pie. The next solo podcast I do, I'll do I'll do a cap of the, the whole trip because I got more stories. I got some stories about prostitutes, all that stuff, that good stuff. Be ready. So listen, be ready for the next solo podcast. You hear a story about uh, some some dirty stuff, some dirty business, everybody. All right? <laughs> All right, I love you guys. True, true, true beloveds. You guys are the best. Follow me on Instagram, All Walks Podcast. And ask me more questions. If you're listening to this and you want me to ask, answer a question, DM me on Instagram, All Walks Podcast. I love you guys. Until next time, my friends.